0: listeners, and welcome to The Floor, fantasy and lore from the ground up. My name's Eli.
1: I'm Joe Vandoski. And I'm Aaron. We do in-depth lore podcasts for games, movies, TV shows, and different worlds of mythology in our culture.
0: One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic...
2: And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Okay, welcome to
1: our introduction to the world of The Witcher. We are going to be starting a series... Here in preparation for the release of season two of the Netflix television show. But we will be covering uh books and games and just a little bit of everything as we go through this. But this is kind of the introduction we wanna start here. So the the, the the it all started with the novels. Well, I should say the books uh and the short stories. So the author, Andrzej Sapowski, uh hey, is Andrzej
2: vessels is he
1: is is a Polish and so what this means is that he lives kind of on the border between western uh and Eastern Europe right you've got the Ukraine uh on on the eastern side and then you've got uh, Germany on the western side and so you've got kind of the mythologies of these two worlds converging in his books so in mm-hmm. in, the, in the Witcher we have both vampires. And Strigas, right? Vampires is very Western, right? Transylvania coming from German, that's where we get the okay. Dracula story. Whereas the Striga uh, in, in in Russian, Strigoi is the word they have for vampire. And they're, they've each kind of got their own representation in this world, but you can kind of see that these two mythologies
2: are merging in this world because that's what oh. we grew up learning. So instead of diluting, like, because a lot of people, like, especially in Western culture, it's like, okay, we'll take a vampire and we'll make it our own way. This one, he specifically has two different kinds.
1: Two different kinds, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. The strega, like, is is nothing you would even think of as a Western vampire at all. Um, and he's got his, and like he said, he's kind of done his own thing with each of them. But you do kind of have both represented in his world.
2: That's wow. awesome. Real quick. Yeah, I, I wanted to do something new and I forgot to mention this. I would love if we tell our get or our audience who is in charge of doing the main research, secondary and none, so they can kinda gauge as they okay. listen. So Joe, no, they- you obviously have done the in-depth research for the Witcher and will be doing this. I am going to be secondary and kind of playing through the games and And
0: I know nothing.
2: This exactly so i just want to make sure yeah. people know who they can relate to if you okay. know everything and you want to try and contradict joe he's the one to listen to if you know a little bit you played the games might have watched the show i'm the one to listen to if you've literally never heard of the tv show but your boyfriend or something wanted you to watch it and catch up eli's the one to listen to and like go off <laughs> He knows that that's kind of kind of where we're at
0: or it's just whoever's the quietest guy he's the one who doesn't know anything
2: Dude, when I'm the one who knows nothing, I talk the most.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, so let, let's get in. into this a little bit more. So if you look at the publication dates for the English versus the Polish editions of the books, uh, the first two books are kind of inverted. And the reason for that is when he first started publishing his stories on The Witcher, they were short stories that he was publishing in, in, in magazines and anthologies. Oh. And so – the, the first collection, the first book of short stories about the Witcher, uh, came out in Poland. But when they converted everything to English, they started with just collecting all those short stories that had been magazines and they were releasing them chronologically with the exception of the book, The Season of Storms. And the reason for that is that that book doesn't, doesn't come out in 2000 until 2017. So even though chronologically it's third, if you want to line up all the books, Uh, it doesn't, it's not actually written until much later and it is another collection of short stories in it. So many books are there? Uh, I think there's three collections of short stories
2: and five in the series. Okay. So five outside of the three collections of short stories. So eight in total.
1: Yeah. So I think eight in total.
2: Okay. So this is, so they kind of released it kind of like star Wars where they kind of just like started Mm -hmm. in the middle and then they released the older information later. Um, Kind of with the Season of Storms where they were like, well, this is chronologically in the middle, but we'll release it last because we want to – Well, I I don't know if it was just that. It was just he thought up more
1: stories, but he's like, well, these don't really fit after the whole Cirilla timeline. So I'll just put them here at the beginning. These are just more of Geralt's stories.
2: Yeah, they kind of just fit kind of in wherever almost.
0: Yeah. Do you know where the the season two is going to fit in? Is it a continuation of the last story, or so
2: I, I I mean I we don't
1: have information about what they're doing in season two, but season one is essentially what they've done is they've taken the Cyrilla storyline, which is one. Uh, so this is the, the series of books, right? the 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 series of books that kind of go one after another, not collection of short stories. That's okay, the yeah, series yeah. storyline.
2: So they have it, the main plot as the story for the yeah.
1: Dish. So that's the story through the show but what they've but they've also taken uh, some of these short stories and inserted them into that and they've kind of melded them together it seems yeah so we'll talk about timelines and everything um, as as we go through this so and as I said uh, so the season of swords even though that's you know chronologically third it doesn't look like it was source material for uh, the television series and the one thing that really so points us out to this is uh, Jennifer, when she shows up at the School of Magic, is called Jennifer, right? Even even at her home. Whereas in the season of storms, we learned that her name was Ith- was Ithaca, and then when she went to the magic school, she changed it because she didn't like her name.
2: That makes so, sense. it Sounds like a town.
1: So. Yeah. So so <sighs> they uh, one the they were they were producing the first season when the season of swords came season of storms came out. Um, so uh, yeah, well,
2: that would make sense
1: yeah so but it's very possible that in season two or season three, they may pull those short stories into those storylines as they go through. Hmm. Um, the next thing okay. to talk about is uh there's a really interesting thing that if you if you if you're watching the show or even reading the books, the profanity, the curses, all of that is very british, very English. and the reason for that is is that the translator is British. so when he tra- oh. he's translating. Uh, these Polish words, you know, their profanities and their curses, he moves it into uh, English, British. And so that's more about the translator and less about the original writing of the books. Now, because I don't speak Polish, I don't know if he had created his own profanity that was in world or if he's just using regular Polish profanity just because I don't speak the language. But yeah, like like you'll hear them say things like bollocks and stuff like that in, the, in it and be like, that doesn't that doesn't feel like it belongs there. But it's just because that's how the translators approached it and they continue to use that language into the series. Okay. I um, will
2: say that the, like, when people splice together all the times that Geralt just <laughs> – or said the F word was – because I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, that actor – I forgot his name. He just his voice is in my mind so perfect for Geralt. You know,
1: so when uh, when I heard that he yeah uh, was it Henry Cavill was gonna yes. be Geralt, I was worried. I was like, Superman? I don't know. But <laughs> after I saw the first season, I was like, you know, about by about episode two, I didn't even see Henry Cavill anymore. I just saw
2: Geralt of Rivia. I was
1: like, well, he did a great job.
2: You know why that is? He's a he's a good actor first, and he loves loves the witcher like he, yeah yeah he played well, the he, games before he called them he made his yeah he's called them he's he he was one who helped really put this project together yeah he was like so you, if you're, you're making ass. it i want to be the witcher because i love it and he did yeah such a good job and you can he see like how much he loved a good it. job yeah but yeah so okay
1: so now let's talk about the games and the books and the series so what we happen what, what's happening here is that each of these will tell a different part of the story that the others are not telling. And some of them will tell the same parts differently. So let me give you some examples of how this goes. So uh, in the television series, we see Jennifer growing up on the farm. We see her at the magic school learning. And, and we see these part, pieces of her backstory. Within the books, all we get is that we know she was a hunchback. And her name was Ithaca. That is it. That is all we know about her backstory. And so, Oh, really? So her entire backstory only takes place within the Netflix series in that detail. Everywhere else, it's just very short and little. The other uh, thing would be if we look at uh, Cirilli, um, So so from the fall of Sintra all the way to where she's, she meets up with Geralt, right? In the books, that is one paragraph that tells about some of the events that happened to her. Whereas in the television series, like, she's got multiple scenes where we follow her through her journey all the way to where she meets up with Geralt, right? And so a lot of these pieces are expanded and we see much more detail in the television series than we do in the books. And then, of course, the games are almost entirely different. So if we look at the the first game of The Witcher... So, it, it, I think it's the second, it's the second episode of the television series. And it's just one of the short stories from the books. And it's the story of the Striga, right? So, King Faltest, uh, had uh, an incestuous relationship with his sister. She got pregnant. She died. There was a curse. And then the daughter turned into this monster, the Striga. And he goes and he, uh, is there to help lift the curse. Okay. Right? So, that short story, uh, that storyline of Geralt in episode two, well, the first game is almost entirely about that. And so you're there, you are <clears throat> the curse, and then there's just like a big loop about her impact in the kingdom. And just all of that is, is the first game. Whereas oh.
2: in the actual show, it's one episode, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I mean, in the, in the, in the first game, it's much deeper into the storyline. Like, you know, he cures the curse and then we just hear about, uh, you know, we now know that she's human and they've got to kind of reacclimate her to, to the human world. But in the game, you find out what happens after that as she's the princess. And I don't want to do any big spoilers for the game here for you. But, like, there's a yeah. whole storyline there that takes place between Faltest and his new princess daughter and the Witcher that continues on. And that story is only told in the first game. In the first game? Yeah. I was going to play the first game? <laughs>
2: Dang, so but,
1: but what i'm saying is that you know like there are some events that are told differently
2: in, in each though. place
1: but there's a lot it of sounds like, oh, so it ahead.
2: sounds like from what i'm hearing that a lot of this and i could be wrong here a lot of this they don't focus on the stuff that's already been focused on which yeah. is the really, really yeah. style of writing but it doesn't sound like they inherently contradict it either they're like this has been talked about it's like spider-man's parents die or uh, uh uncle dying like it's been beaten to a pulp. Like if they make a new Spider-Man movie, like the, the last one they made, they didn't really go into it because it's like, no. yeah, he's gone already. Like yeah. whatever. So like
1: with beat the books that dead horse and the series, you get a lot of overlap. Whereas when they made the games, what they, it looks like what they really wanted to do was create a game in the Witcher. That was not the story in the books. And mm. uh, so the games really tell their own stories, but it is Geralt, the Witcher uh, and you do have the other characters show up but these are definitely um you know the first game is probably the closest to the books because like i guess you'd say act one of the game is from the short stories but act two and three are their own a branch on that story that's different okay. whereas uh the second and third game are their own stories they you know they like uh so so in the books, Geralt has a conversation with somebody where he's talking about you know he encounters a troll under a bridge and then he goes and he founds, finds finds the, the head of the village and asks if he wants him to kill the troll and he says no don't kill the troll he he charges a toll and he and he maintains the bridge but his toll is cheaper than paying people to fix the bridge so we like the troll and so like <laughs> like that little conversation gerald has becomes a side quest in the second game that you can play out okay. um, But for the most part, they are very. Like the second game and the third game are their own stories built out of The Witcher's world.
2: Okay.
0: So So, it seems like it's kind of a monster hunter game, but it's more a monster balance game. Like you're. (laughs)
2: We, we've done a lot of Godzilla universe. <laughs> Godzilla <laughs> is the equilibrium. He you know <laughs> fights the infection. He keeps everything equal, but he doesn't kill about eradicating or he doesn't care about eradicating. So yeah, I agree. Okay, okay. real quick. So this is an actual question uh, about it. Um, so in I watch a lot of animes because I'm even more nerdy than people even think. And <laughs> one thing that – one of my favorite animes is called Sinbad of the Seven Seas, which is – Everyone's heard of Sinbad the Sailor, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this one is retold through the lens of, you know, kind of the Japanese anime style, which is really cool. So it's not like it's completely different. It's just someone else told the story. And that's what it sounds like these games are. It's not so much that it's different completely. It's just like from a different lens. It's tweaked a little and it's just someone else is telling their version with their own style of telling it.
1: So not quite. I mean, so you, like I said, so we have these collection, the, the first two books of The Witcher are a collection of short stories. And these short stories are brought into the games, but they're smaller pieces. The main plots are really just their own story
2: that they've created for you to play through. But that's what I'm saying. The Sinbad's anime is, it's okay. it's more like I, I'm, te- I'm taking what you love and I'm going to love it as well, but I'm going to make it my own. So I'm going to change it to okay. how I would. Like the whole story is different, but it's still Sinbad is yeah. the main uh, protagonist and he's still, you know, good and cares about people. And he's very similar to the original Sinbad, but everything that happens is completely different. The yeah. Style, yeah. Fighting, well, I,
1: but I, I think it's meant to add to this world, right? So the the uh, Sapowski has created this world and the company wanted to create a, 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 create it for you. So you could go in there and you could play in it and you could see and interact with the complex politics and the racism and everything that's taking place there, but they wanted to build on the stories rather than just retell them.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. And that's, yeah. that's why I really like it. Cause it, yeah. it doesn't directly contradict anything, but it's also, it's, it's its own thing. Like you can't say, no. well, it fits in here. Like, no, it's different.
0: They're telling I mean. their own stories, but they're yeah. still part so, of it. So,
2: I mean, if world. you read the books and you
1: love the books, every once in a while you encounter something familiar, but for the most part, it's going to be a new story about Geralt that you get to have fun in. So it, it, but it's it, not
2: something so new that doesn't make sense in the realm yeah. of humans, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. So, all right, we'll take a commercial break
1: here and then we'll get back. We'll talk about uh, some of the history uh, of Poland and political events that happened during the life of Sapowski that influenced this work. Uh. See you guys soon. Uh, okay, let's get back into it. So, uh so I think that what's really interesting is the representation of Nilfgaard uh in, in in the series and in the books. In the games they they you don't get as much into the culture of Nilfgaard and so this is, doesn't come out as much.
0: Um So what is Nilfgaard?
1: So, okay. So in, in Nilfgaard is uh it's a country far to the south of where most of the of the books in the games take place. So the games and, and, and the books will take place in largely in what's called the Northern kingdoms. Okay. Okay. And so honestly, this is like, well, let's talk about the map real quick. <laughs> so depending on which translation you look up, the map is different. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of variations on the map, but there's a few things that are almost always the same.
2: One thing real quick show, just, just for the people who don't want to deep dive because it's confusing. The Witcher definition of Nilfgaard: It is the most powerful empire in the history of the known world in the Witcher lore. Oh, okay. That's the most basic, just like ex- explanation. If like that's all you want to understand it, that's it. Joe, go. Okay. So Nilfgaard I,
1: I, is a is a country that I guess it starts out far to the south of the Northern Kingdoms. Um, so the Northern Kingdoms. Uh, are going to be Sintra, where Siri is from. It's going to be Rivia and Lyria and Tameria and Aden. And so all of these names you'll hear talked about, and we'll go into them a little bit more about Isn't there said, like
2: one that's like Blackwater or something? I think that's I'm a sure city.
1: Uh, What's it going to say? So it's almost like a, when we talked about Baldur's Gate. Um, so there is a, a very large river that runs through kind of the middle of the continent. And mm-hmm. just below that is the kingdom of Sintra. And just above that is the kingdom of Tamaria. And there's only really two places you can cross this river unless you go way around to the east. And mm-hmm. at the crossing of these two areas uh, of, the, of, this, of, of this river are, are multiple fortresses of both crossings. And we get the description of this part of the map. And so no matter what map you look at, this part is kind of the same. Central to the south of the river, Temeria, Rivia, and Lyria to the north, and then these fortresses along it. And then everything else kind of varies as we look at the map. Nilfgaard is to the south, you know, but but because it all comes from a conversation that takes place within the books. And so the various uh, publishers who translated the book into different languages kind of pieced it together differently each time. So, interesting. So, like the things we know for sure, Nilfgaard is to the south, and then, like I said, we've got these countries along this river, and this river is really, it, it's a really, uh, I guess, a wide river and very hard to cross.
0: The author didn't do the thing where he drew the map of the area, kind of like with how Middle Earth was formed. No. Okay. So it's all pulled out from just the words.
2: Which me and Joe actually talked about this a little bit uh, briefly before this about how cool of an idea that is because at the time period, it makes sense that they don't have accurate maps. Yeah. Like you can't really like draw that out perfectly and just know where everything is. You have to be like, okay, I went here. Normally the people who do the traveling, exploring are not the yeah, same. Yeah, they
1: kind of rough it, but it's never going to be 100% accurate or anything because it's not like they can just fly up really high and get a look. i be like, oh, this is what it looks like. You know, Everything is just kind of a little bit of guesswork figuring uh-huh. this out.
2: So like even like the people who explore though, are normally not the people who r- draw the maps. So normally there's some yeah. amount of telephone. Like this is what I think it was, and mm-hmm. so that's why you get the, like at least for me from a lore standpoint, that's why you get different maps because you're like, well, nobody's perfect, so we're trying our best. Yeah. Which honestly, if we do a Witcher campaign, I would love for there to be maps like that. Just saying, <laughs> like a d- uh, tabletop. Just like, yeah. well, it's not gonna be perfect, but this is what they told you.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Um, all right, so, so let's talk a little bit more about
1: Nilfgaard and then kind of talk about maybe some of the pieces of history and, and, and p- politics that have influenced it. So we know Nilfgaard is way to the south. They also use a different currency. They use Florence. Now, if you're familiar with your historical currency, um, so in, in the Witcher world, most of the, the northern kingdoms use crowns. And so do a lot of the, the kingdoms south of the river. But Nilfgaard uses Florence. And so in, in our own world, our history, the Florin was a coin that came from the city of Florence.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty sure this was
1: France. Yeah. yeah. Well, Not France, but Florence in Italy. And so what oh, happened okay. was uh, the Medici bankers in Florence had, were making so much money that they had to create their own currency just so they weren't counting mounds and mounds and mounds of coins. And so it then became the one of the most valuable currencies in, in all of Europe at the time because it was it was a banking currency. It was like you know these thousand dollar dollar bills we talk about. That's like kind of what the florin was. Um. So we know that Nilfgaard uses a florin. And also, while the northern kingdoms have kings, the the ruler of Nilfgaard refers to himself as the emperor. So you can kind of see the influence of the of, of, of Polish history where the Holy Roman Empire had conquered Poland and was introducing these new currencies. Okay. Also, uh, most of the people in the Northern Kingdoms speak common. That's just what they, they refer to it as. Mm-hmm. Whereas Nilfgaard, they speak either, they speak elder or uh, something very related to elder. Um, and so when we enc- encounter Nilfgaardians, uh, Geralt, who speaks elder, which is elven, can understand them. Um yeah.
0: There's elves in The Witcher.
1: Yes, and we'll talk about okay. that. So, so Nilfgaard, those are humans. They are not elves. So, the, the, either Nilfgaardian is Elder or very similar to Elder, because speaking Elder is both how Geralt communicates with them and understands them. Okay. So, and and so you can like almost kind of see in the history, like you had these Germanic uh, languages spoken in in Poland and in Germany, and and the 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 um, is it, they call them the Ger- Germanic uh, estates, right? So uh, Germany was ruled by a lot of just very small princes and kings, right? And then right. the Holy Roman Empire that came in and took over, and they had an emperor, and they had their own coins, and they have Latin as their language. And so you can kind of see that influence in the, the Nilfgaardian Empire marching forward and conquering everything.
0: Okay, so Nilfgaard is essentially the Roman Empire during like 100... 100-
1: So, well, I'd say it's an influence there in the history, right?
2: I I have an inquiry. Um, It's kind of about this. Um, So I was playing the opener, like the first like three missions that kind of tell the backstory in The Witcher 2. And The Witcher talks about how he saw some elves, but he gave them a different name. And I don't remember that name. Um, Is it common for like different types of elves to have names like... The name you probably heard was Square Tile or Squirrel. Yeah, something like that. It was okay. So that, that is a group.
1: Out. Uh, uh, they're, they're like, uh, militarized combatants for the okay. elves. We'll go like into that in a little bit.
2: Kind of like hired,
1: not, not mercenaries. They have okay. a political agenda. Perfect. Okay. I'm cool with yeah. that. Um, okay. So the other thing we know is that Milfgaard is a communist nation. As the show puts it, everyone gets something, but all of it is crap. Right. <laughs> and uh, so they like Jennifer uh, often complains about how poorly uh, sorcerers and, and wizards are treated in Nilfgaard because everywhere else they live like royalty. Whereas in Nilfgaard they're just regular people like everybody else. Treated as equals. Yeah. And so you know uh farmers and different things like this, supposedly things are better for them. But if you're, you know, in the higher ranks, things are not as good for you. So, you know, but like I said, everyone gets something, but all of it is crap. And this is very likely drawn from Sapowski's experience living under the control of the Soviet Union when they were in control of Poland.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And so we can also kind of see that influence in the world as well. So. Interesting. So now we're going to go back into the fantasy world and talk about a few historical events that are important for kind of understanding the world. So the first one we have is, it's called the Conjunction of Spheres. And this happened over a thousand years ago from where Geralt's storyline is taking place. And the Conjunction of Spheres... Is what introduces both magic and monsters into the world.
2: Wait, can I explain this from what I understand, and then you can sure, go completely wrong because I've kind of heard this vaguely and I've talked about it a little bit. So it's an event, is, an is event. that right? Yeah. Okay. So the okay. Witcher world is not its own world. It was basically different worlds that collided. Yeah. Um, maybe not collided, but like became one, um, and they've they've combined, and so that's where like man and magic and elves and dwarves and monsters all came together because they've come from separate worlds and that's probably why how you can explain two different types of vampires so fluidly is because they're from different like worlds originally that came together and this whole world is now like a hub that like they just live on it's basically like 17 planes crashed onto an island and now they have to live together
1: yeah yeah so you had this conjunction of the spheres And so within the world of the witcher, we have multiple dimensions. And, uh, so the problem is, is is a lot of this history is not written down and and talked about specifically. So there's a lot of theories around it. So one of the things is, uh, when the humans encounter elves, the elves have magic and they teach it to the humans. Now the question is, when the sphere, when we had the conjunction of spheres, did the elves gain magic at that time? Or did the elves come from a world where they had magic and they just came in when the the conjunction of spheres happened? So we don't know exactly. We do know there are other dimensions and that something happened at the conjunction of spheres. We don't know exactly. But the world changes here. Is it that other things were brought into this world or did other worlds merge? We don't know for sure. But that is when elves and dwarves and humans start encountering each other in the world.
0: Okay. Okay, and and you'd say this goes under dark fantasy.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, dark or I, I guess gritty is made with a, a lot of uh, a lot of times how it's referred to. It's a fantasy, but it's gritty, right? It's it's
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's, it's almost horror unless you're The Witcher. <laughs> unless you're The <laughs> if you play as anything else in this world, there's a very good chance you'll die before you hit thirty.
1: Okay. Yeah. So so we have the conjunction right. of
2: spheres over, uh, over a thousand
1: years ago. Like I said, the elves have magic. They teach it to the humans. Okay. So, and then I say, so after we have kind of the honeymoon meeting of the elves and the humans, like, you know, they first meet each other and they're exchanging ideas and everything. The, the elves teach them magic. Uh-huh. Then we start to get
2: kind of these battles and wars between the elves.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And... Between Wait, the elves humans, and humans. Humans, humans and just, elves. Not just internally between the elves, but between elves and humans.
1: Yeah, between elves and humans.
2: And so what happens is the elves see
1: how short the human lives are, right? Compared to an elven life. And so the idea they have is that maybe we can just outlast them. They'll die out like a plague or disease and we won't have to worry about it. So most of the elves then retreat high up into the Blue Mountains. And so...
0: Jeez. Do you yes. know about how long elves live in this
1: world? Uh, they say 300 to 400 years. Okay. And witchers? How about witchers? We don't know, and I will talk about witchers, but they do live a long time. Um, Can I say okay.
2: one thing about witchers? Yeah. They are not born, Eli. Just like, they are made. And that's why they get so much animosity, because they're unholy.
0: <laughs> okay, so like like uh, they're like Warforged from Eberron? Well, kind we'll, of we'll very similar, and we'll prob-
2: Joe probably has a full episode. I just wanted people who, like, don't know. Like, yeah. that is an important distinction, just to note. They're not they're not born.
0: Okay. but uh, Witcher is close to a race like Alfred Dwarf. No, not at all. No. Okay. okay. Well, you know, <laughs> just keep going then. I'll okay. keep listening. So
1: the elves, they decide to retreat high up in the mountains. So you will encounter elves in this world, but not a ton. And the reason is, is most of them just left. They're like, we're just going to try and wait out humanity and see if they'll just die out now this happened hundreds of years ago and in the i think it's the second or third episode of the series we see some events happening that are kind of changing things and so what has happened is the elves are starting to come down out of the mountains because they are running out of food storage right they had hundreds of years of food to outlast humans and it didn't work and so now some of them are trying to come down and reclaim territory, which is part of where we get the square tile. The elves are starting to come back and they're trying to carve out a place for themselves.
0: Interesting.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, so witchers, right? So Geralt well, is among. Well, let's, let's do witchers next time. I know people are really excited because you said that, but we're, we're getting to the end of the time. <laughs> okay. So Witchers next episode. Cause that, that could easily be its own whole episode. Um, I just wanted people to know there's something special just because I, – and I want you to have time to be able to dive into them properly. Okay. The next episode, Witchers, right?
1: <laughs> next episode, <Bye>. Witchers. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please leave us a review. And if you see any of our ads or some of our social media, uh, if you could like, share, comment on it, just as a way to let other people know about it. If you're enjoying it, you probably know some other people who will enjoy it as well. And of course, uh, word of mouth is the best way to spread. So we'd love it if you would tell your friends about the podcast as well. Some of D&D has contradictions. There's a lot of retcon that goes on as each edition kind of goes out. So if you've got a preference uh, as to which piece of, of the lore you really prefer or something, let us know in And we'll cover that in some of our listener mail. And uh, we do do uh, some in-depth research, but every once in a while, you know, maybe we reference a source that isn't great. So, you know, if you think we got something wrong, let us know. Or, you know, just want us to dive deeper, feel free to contact us. And then you can, of course, contact us at Floor. Fantasy and lore at gmail.com. If you want to support us, you can hit up the Patreon, which is patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. And then, of course, there is our Facebook page, which is floor fantasy and lore. And always, floor is spelled F L O R E. That's lore with an F. In the beginning, if you want to check us out on YouTube, uh, maybe see some gameplay footage or just some images to go along with some of the things we talk about, like some of the creatures or the environments, then you can uh, see those on YouTube and usually just The Floor or Floor can find it there as well. If you are interested in joining the Patreon, you can get early access and ad-free access to the episodes there. So you can get a week early to some of the shows and uh, we are in discussion about some of the other things we want to expand to. Thanks for listening. And now... We have given you the floor
2: and foundation. Now go build your own story.